and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Recording. La 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 la. Me 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 me. <clears throat> Hello. I always get major stage fright before we press the record button. It is it, and I did press it. Yes. Okay. Whew. Our nugget for today comes out of Denmark. The term is called huga. But it's spelled nothing like that. It's spelled H Y G G E, and it's pronounced. Huga. Are there any umlauts on that? I'm sure there is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I love the umlauts. Oh my God. Why do you test me like that? I don't know. Foolishness. I don't know. Okay. I'm ignorant. What, what I do know is that it's a 16th century Norwegian term meaning to comfort or to console. Related to the English word to hug. That's not the nugget, though. Check oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. I know you know. We started doing this a couple of years ago in our family. And I got to tell you, this stuff works. So here's our nugget for you, friends. Hello. Good morning, by the way. This is Fawn and, and my cohort, Matt. Hello. Good morning. Good evening. All that stuff. Hello. All right. Back to it. To hug, right? <clears throat> so the words that are synonymous with it. Is that the right way to say it? It's anonymous. These these are some words that are associated with huga. I'm going to get into the words and I'm going to tell you, we actually are going to tell you in depth what huga is all about. And I'm telling you, you need huga in your life, especially these days, guys. This is how we can feel better. I'm telling you. Here we go. The words associated with huga are comfort, cozy. Huga is associated with relaxation, indulgence, but not overly indulgent, but indulgence, gratitude, taking pleasure in the presence of a gentle thing, soothing things like a freshly brewed cup of coffee, cozy socks, food, drink, pastries, whatever your favorite things are. There's a book. It's called The Book of Huga, The Danish Art of Contentment, Comfort, and Connection. There's a quote from it, from this book that I wrote down in my notebook a long time ago. It says, quote, a practical way of creating sanctuary in the middle of a very real life and a cure for S-A-D. A cure for sad, which stands for seasonal affective disorder. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Don't. <laughs> You're always knocking stuff over. I am. I'm, I'm clumsy. I'm six foot. So yeah, I'm always knocking stuff over. Like I six break, four. I break everything six in the four. house. Six four. Why you always downplay? I'm like five foot four. Oh my god. Anyways, so yeah, no, huga is huge in in Denmark, and it it focuses on a, a couple of things. And it's, it's a way of, personally, I think that 
it's it's because yeah long dark winters that are cold and yeah as a connected people it can be hard to stay happy we hear about in seattle for instance that all the rain sometimes brings people down and and you have to have bright light machines sun lamps and blasting (laughs) on you every day just to i like to think maybe it's to remind you that the sun actually exists and yeah and you know now everybody needs those sun lamps yeah no these days around the world absolutely it boils down to i don't know like nine or ten points so the Huga Manifesto kind of revolves around... Yeah, there's first of all, there's a manifesto and there's a kit. Like if there was a kit... I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Go yes, ahead. that's what you do. Anyway, break it up. Break number, it up. Number one is uh, really focusing on your atmosphere. So making good lighting, whatever good means. Typically, you know, can, everybody says candlelight is romantic, but I think fire takes us back to a very primal aspect of ourselves right fascinating aspect of ourselves that's big for them is the fireplace so candles and fireplace fire um and also (laughs) uh while you are in this huga state of mind you, you need to be very present you need to be right there you need to not be thinking about uh emails or telephone or this person you need to get a hold of and this can be very difficult because as you start to quiet your mind things like to bubble up so it's it's about trying to stay very present and in that moment and then of course my favorite part is the pleasure part so we have 10 of them honey you need to speed it up uh, yes uh, yes boss um anyways pleasure so things that give you pleasure as far as think think more about consumables think about coffee and chocolate and whatever stuff. makes you happy but yeah it's it's it the things that make you happy for sure you want to indulge and if you are hooging with others everybody is equal everybody is there there's kind of a implicit truce if you're if stress and tension or you know between you and somebody else you call it truce during that process oh my god so we can take huga out of the out of the home you know can't we use a little huga in politics and the world in general right now equality well it's it's like equality is number four if we were walking to the halls of congress with a a a pink box full of pastries that's why do you steal my stuff i said you i said you no but you say you like one would come in with a box you guys it was my matt does this all the time he takes away my jewels my ideas and he says they're his like a long time ago i started fawntown because someone in Santa Monica, one of our friends in the neighborhood was, you know, it, it was the time where Reagan defunded stuff and a lot of people that were in mental institutions were let out. So we had a lot of friends in the neighborhood that really needed to be in the hospital, but they weren't. So they were walking around. So anyway, one of these guys. Reagan? Yeah, it it came from Reagan. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm not ahead. saying it was during the Reagan era. Okay, I was about to say. No, it was, I know we're not that <laughs> old, but, but, so that was the thing. And so there were a lot of people that needed help on the streets, but they were basically homeless, right? Right. So one of these guys did something that was really scary. He had what looked like blood all over him. It was paint, but he smashed himself against the glass pane of a place we were at and I said that's when I came up with the term 
fun town. And I saw, started describing my own personal utopia of a town. And I would say how everyone would be taken care of and how everyone would have high education and all this stuff. And then you start calling me a despot. Yes, because uh, you are. Oh, my God. A tyrant. No, it's a classic definition. But that is but, so but see, offensive. Okay. Rewind okay. and see when he hit the glass... You said that would never happen in my town. In Fawn Town. And that's where it all came from. Yeah, so you, and you then... You neglected... That's, that's, that's the key to that whole little story. We're, we're also still stuck on number four. Well, we look, have I'm ten trying, And this is just a like nugget. Zing. All right, all right. Listen, so basically it went on from there. And I started talking about food. And I started to talk about every aspect of our society, how I would have it. And Matt start, started to say, you are basically a dictator. Yes. Because you are, because you're unilaterally making decisions. They're not bad decisions. And I there said, there are benevolent dictators. Anyone, I suppose anyone can leave the town if they want to, and anyone who is ab- abiding by all these humanitarian laws that I have, draconian. Oh my God, it, it's to make. Ev- it's the same fight we've had for twenty years now. <laughs> Has it been twenty years? No. How long have we been together? Like, anyway, like four for months. eons. <laughs> so then, Matt started to have his own town called Matt Town. Because it was better. And it was, how rude. It was basically the opposite of Fawn Town. Not the opposite. There are no polar opposites Basically, here. you took my idea and, and you said- And made it better. Oh my Plus God. one. Anyway, can we just get on with well, it? Well, I would like to. What's so anyways, number five? Back to Huga. Back to the manifesto. Number five. So not only is there equality, not only is there are there truces called because you don't want drama in your Huga space. But there's also, and and also you don't compete, so you harmonize. So that's equality. We got and you, it. And you also feel gratitude. <laughs> that, that's that's your primary. That's let's call it a focus, which it's not. So you're not supposed to focus on anything, right? But you're supposed to just count your blessings. Yeah. And this is a good, really good environment for you to be together. To help build relationships with the people around you and just mm-hmm. breathe, you know. There's no race. There's no competition. There's no being angst, with your. It's being with your family. Whatever right. family is for you, your friends, the people you like, the people that you love. It's about huddling together. Right. It's about happy huddling together. Huddling sounds so desperate. It's not huddle. It's it's just. Being in the presence and being present How and being together, together and being sheltered, being feeling sheltered, right. feeling comfort, feeling all this kind of good stuff. So obviously in your hygge kit, you're going to want to have things like, oh, chocolate, coffee, tea, books, films, jam. socks. Jam is big in Denmark. They have, they love the jam. Jam well, is part of. Who doesn't like jam? A good jam, my good, a good jam. You also want to just, what, wherever, wherever your mood takes you, if you want pen and paper, if you want music, if you want games or photo albums, but conflict, conflict-free. So it's about... Conflict-free? Mm, Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. It's I didn't about, hear the word. It's about being calm. So if you're playing a quote-unquote competitive game, everybody has to leave their competition out and try right. and support and try and push people forward or move people forward. That's all. So that's Huga. So you make your home cozy. It's all about being cozy together, happy together. Right. Yes. Keeping all this in mind. Oh, dear. 
I um, you know, everyone around the world, we've all been in this going through this crazy storm right. of 2020. And Halloween and the girls, that's their favorite thing. Is Halloween is their favorite holiday. Well, the Much comic to books my, too, right? Yeah, we all, they basically it's also the time of year where all the comic book stores have it's one of the two free comic days and anything free is huge in our house. So, well, yeah, the comic books, because they, the <clears throat> girls love writing and they're into comic books. And they're into drawings. And, and Japanese anime and, and all that. So this year, obviously, none of that is happening. And I know, and they're so excited, they can't stop talking. I can't talk. They can't stop talking about Halloween. And it's actually my least favorite holidays ever because I don't look, I don't like looking at scary stuff. I don't like it. It's either really scary or incredibly, um, it's just gorish. I don't like it. I don't want to be confronted by these images of gore. I hate it. Right. No, no, even, no. Even I a skeleton. It. Like they, the girls love the, what do you call it? That skull, the skulls, right? It freaks the heck out of me. I completely understand that. I hate it. I hate it. I'm like, please take that down. I'm sorry, but. But this year, I'm like, look, the world is scary enough. Can we not have all the gore this time? Please, can you figure it out? And you can have the run of the household. Like, you can have the run of the house. You can do whatever you want. You can hang whatever you want, as long as it's not gory. And they did a great job. And by the way, like, we started early. Well, may not be early when... So my contribution, of course, is always food. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll figure out, like, oh special cake and I'll figure out the kitchen you know I'll I'll work it out so the other day we were all working the girls were studying we're all working at the same table everyone's on their tasks with uh, school and work and all of a sudden I interrupted everyone and said you know what I declare huga we forgot about huga so let's bring huga back and we're on a very strict budget for groceries. And I said, you know what? I know we all, I'm always telling you guys we're only going to get healthy stuff. Let's just get a box of whatever your favorite candy and cookies are. Let's just do it and not worry about it. So we ordered a lot of our favorite cookies and candies to probably last us for a year because we really don't eat that kind of stuff. Yeah, we'll see about that. So... <laughs> I got so much and I ordered it through an online place. It's not like a grocery store. It's like an online place that we go to. The box came. It oh, was yeah. a big box and only cookies and candy were inside this box. That's it. That's I, I made it a point not to order anything else but cookies and candy. It was all about Huga. So I'm opening the box. I'm disinfecting everything that's in there. And I noticed there's a bottle in there that I did not order. Roro. <laughs> so no one knows what we're doing. I mean, whoever packaged this box probably said, oh, these fat asses, man. What the hell? <laughs> right? I'm, I'm just trying to think of what they were, what was going through their well, head. Well, I mean, but, but practically speaking, so if you're going to order 
from an online vendor, right? You either are going to want to get free shipping or you're going to probably order a little more. I remember when I used to, when I was single, I would order takeaway. I would generally order more than one meal just because You'd that have, way I'd have leftovers. Right, exactly. And if I'm going to go through the huge hassle of doing it, so, might as well do it, do but it. But I don't know if this was an accident or if this was a blatant statement on us ordering this box. But, so there's this bottle and it was not on our invoice so they didn't charge us for it it was like a little gift that they mm-hmm. threw in there for good measure guys this bottle was it was an herbal supplement to uh suppress appetite and i looked at this and i first i felt offended <laughs> like what how about what it's to control your it, it's called it's for appetite management and then I started laughing <laughs> and then I got mad again. And that's when, and I, I guess I was talking out loud. And so Elle comes over, she's like, what happened? And I'm showing her the bottle and she starts get. she got it immediately. She started rolling with laughter. Right. So anyway, that's what happened. And so now we're 15 doesn't. minutes in, we're still on the nugget. We haven't even talked about what the show is about today. Oh my God. I'm sorry. We're trying to make things shorter. We really are. But it feels so fun. It feels like we're totally talking to everybody. Like you're, you're all right here. And then, I don't know, time goes by so fast. We're at 15 minutes. I'm so sorry. Huga, do it, guys. I'm telling you. Whatever gives you comfort and joy, happiness, do it. Right. Absolutely. Celebrate. Celebrate everything you can possibly celebrate. And make it deliberate, you know. Yeah. Bring, out, bring out the cookie. Whatever makes you happy. Coffee, cake. Tea, all that. Because what you focus on grows. Oh, you know, like fuzzy socks, sweaters, all that stuff. Of course, during the winter. Those funky blankets with arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today's show is actually called Emotional. What's it called? Emotional. Currency. Currency, thank you. I had a. My mind escaped. Gee, Fawn, what is emotional currency? Webster's definition defines emotional current. No, I'm kidding. And here we go again, because as soon as I said, this is what we're going to talk about, you said, that's my invention. That's my thing. I invented that. Dude, I heard about this long before we met, and I had to tell you the long drawn out story, which I don't think I can do now because we're at 16 minutes. I get eavesdropped on all the time. We always think that, you know, we're just, we, we kid about it because we come up with crazy ideas in our home and- it never fails. Like a year or two later, it'll be on a commercial. So we always think, oh my God, our house is bugged. Right? Well, anyways, please. What? Emotional currency. Do you want me to? What, what is it? Okay. So I originally heard about this through Carolyn Mace. I love her. And it was when I came back from one of my photo shoots, I came back from Ethiopia before I went I was engaged to this guy. It was not a good relationship, but we, we were engaged, whatever. Not me, folks. It was not Matt. Oh my God, it was not Matt. It was bad. The guy's mother was a huge racist. In my face, racist. And every time I called her on it, she would say, oh, well, you're not one of them. You're one of us, which was, I can't even tell you how much more infuriating that statement. I hear all the time. Ridiculous. So anyway, 
needless to say it was not a good situation and he gave me an ultimatum he said you can't go to africa if you do we're not getting married i said okay i'm, I'm going to africa <laughs> bye <laughs> but anyway he came back like he like came back with like gifts of like things i would need in africa to say how much he supported me a bunch of bs but whatever i had things on my mind i really didn't give it too much thought i just went I was doing my work and I had all these signs, by the way, in Africa, like the most mystical experiences on a daily basis. Every day, a few things would happen that were so outrageously amazing. Mm -hmm. And I just had signs of what I needed to do and, and what was in my life and what was no longer going to be in my life. Right. I came back. Obviously, the relationship ended and this one night, Carolyn Mace was doing a, a book reading and I went, it was at Barnes and Noble in Santa Monica and I, it was standing room only. It was packed with so many people and I'm short and I'm just in, <laughs> I hate being in a crowd first of all, cause I just pretty much come to people's wastes. It feels like, it's you know, it's not that bad. It, it, hello. It is. I'm, I'm butt level. It, it's. <laughs> It's, you're not that short. Okay, that would make you three feet. I'm pretty close. Yeah, but you're not three but feet. But I'm telling you, that's how it feels. Like, I, I, I'm I not understand. shoulder to shoulder with anyone. I'm, like, way lower. And I hate that feel. I don't like crowds for many reasons. But right. So anyway, here I was, and she started talking about emotional currency and the way she described it. I don't remember her words. I remember everything she started to talk about. I got immediately. It was like a beautiful, gentle, but very powerful at the same time jolt to me. And through the sea of people and me like in, in the sea, because I'm short, I had this transit transcendental. I can't pronounce that word. Trans, how do you say that word? Yeah, transcendental, but experience where I felt like she her face flew inches away from mine. And she looked right at me and she told me the whole emotional currency thing, which is you basically have, if you can equate it to energy dollars a day. So let's say you have a hundred dollars a day sweet, to spend on the energy that you expend. So let's say someone cuts you off on the road or someone's mean to you in the day, right? It happens in a few seconds. It passes, right? But throughout the day, you keep thinking about it. And every time you think about it, you get upset. And every time you do that, you are actually spending energy dollars. And by the end of the day, you could be at a deficit because you've spent way more than you have. And that's when you get into trouble. You get into debt. And it's kind of like a spiritual debt, right? You've spent all that money. And so anyway, she, she was starting to talk about this and I got it and I wanted to go home because that information was so good. It, I got it. I was like, all right, I'm moving with this information right. for the rest of my life. So I started to leave and I was, as I was leaving, one of the guys, you know, the guy I was engaged to, one of his cronies was in that crowd. All of a sudden I saw him waving his arms while Carolyn Mace was speaking He's waving his arms like a buffoon saying, fun, fun, come over here. I'm like, what? 
and I just I think I looked at him with pure disgust. I have no idea what my <laughs> face looked like, but I basically like got the heck out of there. Right. And I, the brief second that I did have to look at his stupid face, <laughs> I was like, oh look, he he looks all crazy, offended, and like confused, right? Knowing how the situation went down with his protege, right, right. So whatever. So that's that's the first time I heard about emotional currency. And every time I think about it, and I'm going to let you talk. I'm so sorry. I'm talking uh-huh. so much. Sure you are. But the way I think about it is, every time I come across a situation where I get um, emotional, mm-hmm. I always think I am in a board meeting. And I have a gavel and I make the final decision. I'm the judge here in this situation on how much are we going to spend on this today. When something is really out of control for me, if I have the proper state of mind, if I have the wherewithal to stop myself and say, how much are we investing in this? Mm -hmm. Like a corporate leader, how much are we investing in this? And I'll tell myself zero and I'll put the gavel down and say, zero moving on next subject right so that's how i think about emotional currency right some people guys deserve zero that's definitely true it can be a little hard though when you're like got it okay moving on when i don't feel like i fully express myself you always have all of my no i no that see i don't i don't equate emotional currency to the people that I absolutely love, like true, true, true friends and true love, family, kids. I'm sorry. No, that, that doesn't apply because I think we're all in one corporation right there. We're all one. I got you. So that doesn't apply to you in this case. Well, that's good. See, now me personally, I like to just think about currency as currency and I can spend it on I can spend it via emotional currency. I can spend physical currency. So when I wake up in the day, I have so many dollars, just like emotionally. But if I choose to hike up a mountain, I'm spending something. I'm definitely then not able to do other things, you know. So decisions you make are decisions you make. And, you know, sometimes you want to devote things to emotions and spend your currency is emotional currency, but sometimes you want to spend your currency as other things too. Uh, it just, it just wholly depends. And, you know, for me, there's a, <laughs> there's a Japanese story and the Japanese story goes a monk and uh, a younger monk are walking along the path and they encounter a geisha and whoa, you know, scandalous and all the rest of it. And the geisha is like, can you help me cross this puddle? And the older monk picks her up, carries her across the puddle and puts her down and they go on their merry way. At the end of the day, the, the younger monk looks at the older monk and says, she was a geisha. Why, why, why did you carry her? And the older monk says, I put her down on the side of the road. Why are you still carrying her? Right, right. So anyways, that's how I like to think about it. And that's, but that's way older than, um, Carolyn, um, Carolyn Mace. Honey. Mace. It's way older than Carolyn Mace's stuff. So, well, I'm not saying she discovered the whole idea, but she, unlike myself, Oh my God. <laughs> Moving on, honey. Yes. All right. Is that it? Is that the end of the show? Uh, if you want. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. 
I mean, you know, just you be very, very conscious on the things you choose to spend money on or your currency on and choose to spend your currency on things like Huga, choose to spend your currency on things like helping friends, choose your currency wisely. Yeah, I always think like when, when I guess my, one of my fears with Be Friendly, Be Friendly World is someone's going to come, like one of my enemies is going to come and say, she's not that nice. She doesn't know how to be a friend <laughs> because... I had to stop the in investing in certain people. So just because we're starting this movement, we're like, hey, guys, we need to have more friendship. It doesn't mean you're going to be friends with everybody. So it doesn't don't, mean people are going to be nice. And it, you know. Yeah, you, don't get it twisted. I mean, there are some people you need to walk away from. And I and people who probably need to walk from away from you, frankly. Of course, yeah, absolutely. It's our, our energies don't match. People get offended. People get hurt. It's just life. And people aren't in a place, in a time and space where they can understand and you. They can't understand me. Nobody understands me. Hey, I do. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, the, you have to bring it in and you have to just make your life comfortable and make your life filled with gratitude, of course, and indulge in the things that make you happy. And that will attract more friends and family of your like energy. So just because we're in this friendship movement, it, you know, once again... It doesn't mean you're meant to be friends with every single person. True. Your energies and your goals are not going to match. You know, by goals, I mean your, your, mo your motivation through life is going to be different than others. Their energy may be invested in a certain path and your energy is invested in a completely different way. It's all good. It's about working together and having your own circle, right, babe? Can you help yeah. me out? <laughs> Ab absolutely, babe. Absolutely. So let's reopen. Let's let's make things broad again. As far as currency to spend on. I I like to tell people that everybody everybody should have at least one hobby that they indulge in that they don't need to defend. Maybe you're really into like my father, for instance, is super into HO scale model railroading. Oh, my Lord. He's like a Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. No, he is the original Sheldon. They, they, he is the original Sheldon. All right. Except for he's a rocket scientist, blah, 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 blah. But anyways, but like. Oh, my God. He's actually the Howard. He's a Sheldon Howard. Maybe. But like, I know what a 412-2 is. For God's sake, why? Because it's all steam and it's all Union Pacific and it's all this and it's all that. But it's a hobby. He has it. He indulges in it. And that's fine. He should. You should feel no need to defend. For example, hobbies for me include things like classic arcade games and um, really esoteric music. Thank you. So, you know, you choose to spend currency on these types of things too. And sometimes you make friends through them. Sometimes you don't. But, uh, but always own them and always be them. Okay, forgive me, but I want to take this on a worldwide scale once again. This week, 
two friends came to me and we were talking about how we were feeling and feeling a little guilt about circumstances that were happening because we were finding ourselves really devoting a lot of anger or rage or sadness. Call it emotional currency. Yeah, a lot of emotional currency was being spent, right? And we were at times having thoughts we normally try not to have, you know, like we were definitely not feeling charitable. No, 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 it has nothing to do with money. This one, oh, charitable is an energy. Let's see. How do I say this? Not totally wishing ill upon a person, but feeling happy perhaps that, hey, they're getting a taste of their own medicine kind of a thing. And we were like, well, huh, you know, and then we were feeling really bad about it. And, and another friend, something had happened to, and she's like, why did I, I thought my, I had good karma. Why did I attract this thing happening? Mm -hmm. Right. And then I was thinking right now, I don't think it's about karma right now. I think as a whole collective, we're all in each other's karma. It's one karma right now. If you want to use the word karma or dharma, I don't know. But whatever it is, it's one thing right now. It's not individual. Okay. So it's not your individual um, world. It is our collective world. So in this collective world, how do we deal with so much currency that we've all been spending and actually have a healthy life now? Because there is so much and so many pockets and so many subjects where all of our energy is constantly being used. Well, people are definitely trying to get you to spend it for sure. No, it's not just that. I mean, it's everything. Look at all the fires that are happening. Right. Look at the virus, obviously. Look at the economical state of different nations. True. Look at the individual... uh, people across the world who don't have food who don't have shelter we're we're seeing all this look at everything that's happening all right and at the end of the day we're all exhausted all the lies all the all the tragedies all the injustice especially in the united states right now I mean, other countries are, have been experiencing it also. But right. I'm just talking for us, I think it's all really out. In, in a way, it's good because we need to pay attention. We need to pay attention. How do we move forward when you are depleted and you're operating on a deficit? Right. And, and the what argument would be you can't, right? Well, you can by incorporating... Fun things like huga. Well, that's just it. If I, you think, can manage... I think huga is a way of gaining currency, to be honest. Well, yeah, it's recharging yourself. So right? there you go. It's about recharging. It's about, I, I like to always do things every day where I can have at least one success. I'm just that way. I love checkboxes and yeah, like to-do lists and stuff that, like that. I love being done with something. That's in your huga kit. So there's a huga kit that we described. It had 10 things in it, right? The thing is, it had more than 10 things. It had a lot, whatever. But that's just one kit. 
And if all you can manage is a cup of hot water to sip on, that is hygge. You need to do that. If you can manage a bath for yourself, if you're lucky enough to have a bathtub with running water and it's, you have the luxury of that, by all means, do that. You need it. I'm just trying to think of like, as a society, what can we do collectively to make all of us come together and feel a little happy together, a little huga. Right. It's about, it's about trying to free ourselves from divisiveness. It's about finding things we all have in common, like pastries. It used to be movies, right? After World War II, movies were big. Or during World War II, the radio, the movies. People, it was an, ex- an escape for them. It was a form of huga. Yes. Coming together to watch something. Yes. And I would say like in England where they have or had like four channels, BBC one through four, it really sets the tone for a national dialogue because it's like, did you watch such and such on BBC three last night? You know, cause you've only got like four choices. And that's kind of like, oh my God, the, didn't they describe things like, um, the campfire conversations? What, what's that term that they're throwing out again? Oh, they are? Because the president, I want to say it was, was it Wilson or was it? It wasn't Roosevelt? was it? I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, maybe it was Roosevelt. The fireside chats. Fireside chats. I don't know who did those. Isn't that interesting? That's Hugo right there. It's the fireside chats. Right. Or like the Queen's speech for Christmas. Let's go back to to the quote, a practical way of creating sanctuary in the middle of very real life. How can we create a little sanctuary now and then for each other? Think about it. Once again, can you guys email me, please? Tell me what your form of sanctuary is. And maybe we can come up with an idea of how we can have a global sanctuary. Like a safe place for everybody to get Just together? one common thing where, yeah, where it's a... I wanted to say huddle and you don't like that word huddle but like a you know like a circle sitting around telling you know like a campfire circle Mm -hmm. but i don't want to use the word fire now either because now that's that's not a good it doesn't bring up good anything right now because of all the fires a comforting cozy sock cozy sweater situation but then with global warming do you want See, you keep coming up with the reasons why. Well, it's because no I, good. I have you in my head You've, who yeah. who like totally disregard not disregards but See, I wanted to go with this one. Okay, go. Because this one felt good. Okay, go. You know, it's but it's about what is comforting, what is sanctuary, what is very wholesome or calming for you. Whatever that thing is. For me, we have the good fortune of being able to buy cookies. Lots of cookies. And I'm a great baker, so we're fortunate enough to have enough to bake something. And that's that's my huga right. contribution. Right. But it's also, I guess, not I guess, but for me, it's also having phone calls with friends. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's about reaching out and connecting. And sometimes it's about being connected with sending out an email message and getting back a response and from someone who you were like, I don't know if they're going to email me back or whatever. To me, that's not really hygge because I need a voice. I need one of the senses at least to be involved in it. I got you. I got you. For me, sometimes it's just listening to good tunes. 
What else? So you write code, you listen to music. Success. I like having successes. I'm a glutton for successes. Whatever that success looks like, be it a programming challenge or be it... You usually play a game. I do play games. I'm like, games. why do you play those messed up games? Messed up? They look violent. <gasps> or even if it's not, it's like the race car thing. And it's like, guys... The race car I, thing. The only time... Well, this was years ago, but you played that race car thing, game. Thing. And I got onto it, and I went like three miles an hour because I liked the graphics. It was the south of France. <sighs> like, oh my goodness, it looks just like the south of Oh, look at that. But if you go fast enough, you kicked up the leaves. No, I wanted to just do a Sunday drive at three miles an hour <sighs> looking at all the beautiful scenery. Anyway, you play games, and that makes you feel better. It does, for sure. We eat together. Yes. That's a huga for us and our family. Definitely. I go in the bathroom. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. I like <laughs> I like warm water hitting my head. I okay. like to be in water. Uh-huh. And being in the middle of the continent and away from my beautiful ocean. The girls are awake. Um, Been known to happen. Here we go again. I've just blanked out. I need water. So yes. you got to figure out what your huga is. What what does what makes you feel good? Do we end it here? Yes. All right, folks. We tried to make it as short as possible. Yes, we did. <laughs> I don't know. I like long conversations. I know, darling. All right. Okay. Give us a little note. Tell us how you did with the huga experience. Leave us a review on iTunes, guys. Help us get exposed out there. The more reviews we have, the better chance of the podcast being heard. More people go to BeFriendlyWorld.com, all spelled normally, B-E, friendly with a Y, world.com, and you'll see a button there that will help you leave a review. Stay happy out there. Indeed. Find whatever comfort you can find and embrace it. We'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.